TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The rabbit's not like us. You know, it has no history books, no photographs, no knowledge of sorrow or regret. Okay, wise guy, where's the rabbit? Rabbit, put your game face on. All right. Johnny Rabbit, put your game face on. Take us back in history. I hear you've got a crazy story to tell us about a Corvette in Midtown, 1962, a private eye. And yep, yep. there we yep, go. It's me. Whoa, okay. my goodness, what excitement. Hey, Scott, thank you for that rousing introduction. I like those characters. I hope the rain stays away this evening for the Muni's West Side Story. That's a musical as fresh as it was when it hit the New York stage 66 years ago. Well, last week, after my Missouri History Museum presentation on St. Louis's automobile history, in which we had several car-related stories for over 210 days, I spoke with a member of the crowd, former Grand Theater musician Bill Moriarty, about his stories that people would tell on the radio. And we concurred that one of the best uh, radio storytellers was Gene Shepard. He co-wrote and narrated the 1983 movie, The Christmas Story. And he was well-known in the air for doing a late-night talk show on WOR in New York City from 1956 to 77. Now, remembering Shepard got me to thinking about a steamy, sultry St. Louis night in July, July 1962, when I had my first ride in a Corvette. Actually, it was my last one. I'd just come out of the air-cooled Shenandoah Theater in South Grand after seeing Roger Corman's Tales of Terror, starring three of my all-time favorites, Vincent Price, Peter Lorre, and Basil Rathbone. I walked down to the Pelican Restaurant at the corner of Grand and Shenandoah for a bowl of turtle soup, a bottle of Falstaff, and to listen to some music by Lou Schur at the piano bar. Then a pal, John Murphy, Hartown's answer to the fictitious private eye, Philip Marlowe, Say, hey, how'd you like to take a ride in my 62 Roman red Corvette, fresh from Jean Jansen Chevrolet, across Natural Bridge from the Chevy plant, where they had built some 14,500 vets in the past year. Hey, why not? Top down, it'd be a cool ride in the 360-horsepower, 327-cubic-inch fuel-injected engine. Well, he parked it behind Sparky's Cab Company stand across from the Sureway Sandwich Shop and the Strasburger Conservatory building, where the hack had kind of kept an eye on it for him. It was late on a Tuesday night, real late, and Grand was deserted from horizon to horizon. So Murphy put the pedal to the metal, and we started to fly north in the careening ragtop. Destination, Gaslight Square. This wanton phenom of a flight rocketed us to 60 miles per hour in six seconds, and the panicky passenger, that'd be me, scrunched down and held on tight in the car's coffin-like confines. At least this was the fourth year that the Corvette had seat belts, and that was a better consolation of the car's narrow white wall tires, we zoomed past the Naked Truth statue in Reservoir Park. 
Incarnate Word and Furman Deloge Hospitals, the old fortress-like armory, and Peebly Dairy, too. Then we cross show to a Navette speedometer at 115, with the potential of going 160. Oh, I hope not. As we reach the towering black iron superstructure of the Grand Avenue Viaduct, which was washed in the red and green glow of the Peebly Dairy Super Test sign on top of their building, it kind of gave the bridge an eerie Hades-like look. That rattling relic of an overpass was sliced down the middle from end to end by four silvery streetcar tracks, and that bounced us around more than a little. At the other end, we were being peered down upon by four pictures of Chuck Norman that had replaced the Alpenbrow beer bottle cap billboards atop the Federal Sign Company. Now, at a thankfully slower speed, giving me hope that I'd see the sunrise, we screech left on Laclede at the Frank C. Baker Warehouse, then a quick ride on Spring, which you can't do anymore, and on past the Sheridan Coronado Hotel at Lindell on the left, the stone wall of the Castleman McKay Mansion on the right, and two blocks, another left, on another bunch of streetcar tracks on Olive Street, we powered past the Otto and Anna Grimm wig and costume shop, the wall building where I and Tina had made some demo records for Bob Lyons' Bob and Label, and his studio was in a former dentist's office where he used fiber egg cartons for soundproofing. And almost as quick as you could say, Gaslight Square. Well, we were there, but nobody else was. They'd pulled in the sidewalks. Everybody had gone. They'd shut down, shut up shop, and headed home. So uh, we decided we had to do something. So we really drove on a little farther at a slower speed to the Rex Cafe, owned by Ted and Chris Stratos for many years at Newstead and Olive. They later on would move on Michigan on the south side. And there I had a bowl of my favorite thing, uh, rice pudding with a little cream on top and a cup of their brand, Star Coffee, which was a big coffee seller in those days. Oh, boy. Uh, Here comes a guy through the door, a guy that calls himself Frank New York. Nobody ever knew his real name. He sauntered over to the counter, headed right our way, and took the stool next to me. And I was sure he was going to start telling us about what he always told about, his living in the sewers of Paris. Hmm. Was it true or untrue? I don't know. Nobody seems to know. Uh, well, as you might imagine, oh boy, there is more to this story. But unfortunately, there's no more time to tell it. Because right now, we need to hear some KMOX stories as told by our storyteller, the journaler Scott Jagow. Let's listen in right now to see what he has to say. <laughs> Johnny, the- Frank, New York. You couldn't possibly what a make guy. that. What a story. Are you going to continue us next week? Is there more to it? Uh, no, I'll get a different story next week. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. It was fun. Thank you. It is three minutes before nine o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.